When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. have just not only won a knockout game against Germany, but we've done it without penalties. In fact, I feel slightly let down by the fact we didn't do it through penalties. Not too bad, is it? Yay! Not too bad at all. We were almost mullered after the first goal, but uh, mm. he missed at the far post, so... Uh... <laughs> mullered. See what you did there. Oh, dear. Anyway, fantastic, isn't it? We're in the Gladstone again for the... Is this the third time? Third time, yeah. Third, yeah. Time third live, live show. In three weeks. And I'm drinking a raspberry sour or something. 
but it looks exactly like a um, hepcat. Very similar to a hepcat, yeah. But it very, very much isn't taste-wise. And um, I have to say, I'm very much enjoying this, even though this feels like something I should be drinking over the course of an entire evening. But I'm going to be down here in probably five or ten minutes' time. The quality, enjoy the quality of the podcast now, guys. It's going downhill <laughs> from here. Uh, you think this is quality? <laughs> By God. Well, I didn't um, say it was high quality, just quality. <laughs> Surely low quality is still a quality in itself. It's a quality of some sort, isn't it? A very, very low one. But no, I'm, we're back. We, last time we were in the pub, pub, it was just before... We played England. I did a little bit of an epilogue on the fact that we won the game against the Czechs, finished top of the group, and basically what unfolded in the next set of games the following day, which I didn't keep a good track on because I was going on holiday to Norfolk for a few days, was pretty dramatic, wasn't it? Should we have a quick word about that before we get into the England game? Let's let's bring it yes. bring it up to the um, to the knockout stages. So the final group games in the group after England, which is of course the Hungary. Germany, Germany, Portugal and France. France group. Talk it through, Peter. So this feels a little less dramatic. Now, they're actually all out of the tournament. <laughs> yeah. all, three of the all, te- three. all three of the teams who the got through in a group of death. The death was yeah. after the group. Are all out now. So this is a, an interesting conversation. But I, I watched the whole thing and it was... I think everyone came... I think everyone was in second at one point where they're going to play us. Brilliant. I think... All of them, uh, Portugal went from first to fourth in the space of like a couple of minutes. Yeah. And in the end, it ended up exactly the same as it started, <laughs> which was kind of a bit of a, bit of a, you know, kind of like sad, sadness, really. It was like two all in both games, I think, from memory. I don't know, I quite enjoyed that anyway. Right? Yeah. But uh, it would have been nice to see Hungary get through because I thought they actually did a lot better than I thought, than I think most people thought they would. I mean, they were stuck in a group where they were playing three really good teams. But yeah, it's quite amusing how all three of them are out for their own ways. France, because they were favourites and they're not going to win it. Portugal, because they got Ronaldo and Germany, because we beat them. Yeah. So uh, it's entertaining that all three of them are out now. Yeah, and, and Ronaldo for the fact he's, he's trying to break records on international goal yeah. scoring and everything else. I, I'm quite he's also broken records that. for being a complete knob, so <laughs> long time ago. Um, brilliant. I mean, so both games ended 2 all, which is quite unusual in itself. The early, was it earlier? I think the earlier fixture yeah. Saturday. Slovakia nil, Spain five, Sweden three, Poland two, um, which the, we alluded to Lewandowski's. Which was yeah the the late goal from Sweden that means we don't play Spain next time. Mm. We play Sweden or Ukraine uh, in the next round, yeah. which is uh, interesting. Yes, the uh, I mean Slovakia were holding on quite well until their goalkeeper decided to smash the ball into his own net. Yeah. Um, hopefully, he'll do that for for Newcastle next year and when it, uh, we play them as well. You look at it five four. Sorry, five, five, four, four in terms of numbers of goals per game. There, pretty entertaining. Yeah. People have said the groups. It's a shit format, and I mean it is a shit. Oh, it, it is. In it terms is of in drama, terms of it's merit, a shit format. It? But in terms of, yeah, I mean although it's not as bad as Copper America with their five teams in a group with four going through, but yeah, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's still interesting games, and it's been very. In- very good tournament so far, to be honest. I mean, I, I prefer the World Cup by a distance to the Euros because I always think the uh, African teams, South American teams have a lot more, let's just say they have a less interesting defence and more interesting attack. Yeah. And so they make it a lot more of an interesting tournament. But actually, the Euro- European Championship, I think maybe because defences seem to have gone to, to pieces in various. I mean, last night's games were ridiculous yeah. in terms of defences. Two of the best teams in Europe, allegedly couldn't defend to save their lives. They were dreadful, like, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. We'll get on to that in a minute. Just to quickly round up, so that was the group stages. So that meant that uh, the, the games on Saturday were Wales, Denmark and Italy, Austria. 
Um, Wales-Denmark, I was really looking forward to that game, and I think it was a good game. Wales started well. They were probably the better side in the first 25, but it was quite a close game. Denmark ended up winning the game 4-0. Now, they played a masterclass, didn't they? They're very tactically aware. They were clinical. They were really well organised. And they seem to be riding the wave now of the Ericsson scenario, which we thought they wouldn't get the chance to do because having lost the game to Finland, which was ridiculously played the same day, 1-0, they, they fought bravely and lost to Belgium. Yeah. Sorry about the patronising tone there. But you, you thought two, two games, two defeats, they deserve more. And that was that, wasn't it, really? You thought. However, they won the last game. The way it worked out, that allowed them to qualify they played well, they Wales. played brilliant in the last game didn't they I mean they, they played well against very well against Belgium as well yeah. they, they played yeah. brilliant in the last game well, that's and the world number one team they're playing there and you know and they were unlucky they did win their last game it was enough to let them qualify by a, by a whisker and they played Wales and they demol- they demolished them 4-0 pretty impressive stuff Italy um, they played Austria Oh, yeah. well, I put a couple of notes on the Wales Denmark game. Oh, yes. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I think, you were watching in the pub, weren't you? Yeah, you I was. Well, although not fiance. that carefully, yeah. So mm. I, I kind of wanted Wales to win, although I, I don't have any. I would have been happy that, I was happy that Denmark won anyway because they obviously have got a lot of goodwill and that sort of thing. But I thought the Welsh, the Denmark second goal was clearly a foul on Kiefer Moore, I think it was. Oh, and 100%. the red card for Wales was ridiculous. It was a kind of like. It was, it was a, yellow, it was a silly it? trip, but it wasn't anything serious. Petulant, so the, the referee didn't help Wales a lot. Mm. On the other hand, Denmark ended up, yeah, it doesn't explain why you're going to lose to 4 0 and that sort of thing. So Yeah, I uh, think 4 0 was, was a bit flattering yeah. as well, actually, overall. But I think a comprehensive 2 0, yeah. maybe a 3, would have done the job. But. um. They've, they've managed to come back from the brink and they are looking like a very dangerous force in this competition. Dangerous. Um, dangerous, yes, indeed. You've made your mark for that comment, haven't you? Um, I, I'm worried about them. If we get to the semi-finals, let's not count our chickens, it's likely to be Denmark. Yeah, and on I, the other That's going to be a tough game if I it is. I hate to say it, but if you get to the semi-finals of the, of the Euros and you play Denmark, you're probably pretty happy compared to who you could face. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean... Are. It's, it's the same with the, set, the quarterfinals. Both of them are the, you know, we'd be happy to face those teams. And I said the same to, Fee was asking about what, what, who I thought would win against Wales and Denmark. And I said both of them would probably be happy to play each other because they were both teams probably you wouldn't really fear, you know, considering what, who you could have got from coming second in your group. They're both teams you wouldn't fear. Yeah, that's right. And, and then you've got the Italy-Austria game where Arnautovic is a pretty objectionable character who I, I have a very strong distaste for, um, who was mocking North Macedonia when he scored his goal. He's generally a bit of an arrogant figure. I've heard Jules Breach, who's a Brighton fan, who does the Football Ramble podcast, she was saying that she interviewed him when she was doing some work for Fancy, Fancy Football Podcast or something like that, I don't know what it was. And um, he asked her before the interview started recording, who do you support? And she told him, Brighton. So when the interview started, he said, oh, well, um, she, she said, who should, should I captain you at some point? And he said, yeah, definitely, when we're playing Brighton. This is, of course, when he's in at West Ham. I think, what a twat. He sounds like a bit of a cock, doesn't he? Yeah. Really? Um, I was so glad when he scored that goal, gave it the big one, and then it was disallowed. I, even though I'm, I'm in favour of the underdogs in general, I enjoyed that, I have to say. It kept Italy's record of not conceding any o- open um, 
open plan goals. What's the word? Open play. Open play goals. That's the one. Not open plan. Open. They'll be like in a room that's kind of not got much furniture. And Architecturally, the Italians are superb, aren't they? I kind of quite like the fact they kept that record because it's so Italian, isn't it? It's brilliant. They then went on well, to. Well, it's normally their only. They wouldn't have seen set pieces either, though. They're, they're normally yeah. quite efficient at that as well. True, but it's over a thousand hours, wasn't it? They've not conceded no. or something mental like that. It must be a thousand minutes. Thousand minutes. It thousand hours. Thousand minutes. <laughs> <laughs> viewers, just to be kind of aside. Listeners, not viewers. If yeah, you're going to stop listeners, kicking at me, <laughs> Russell may have had imbibed a few pints by now. And Italy may not have conceded listen, not listen, conceded for a thousand hours. Italy are a team that are capable of not conceding for a thousand hours. Yes, a thousand minutes. Even if it was six hundred. All right, all right. Matches. Let it go, boy. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand minutes without conceding, and then they go into a two-goal Someone's lead. Someone's grandson played. Granddad played in that game. Will you let it go? <laughs> <laughs> thousand minutes in, they go into extra time in their knockout game with Austria, <laughs> with Austria. and they go into a comfortable 2-0 lead. So all they've got to do is game manage it, and that's an easy protection. As we've of, seen at the Euro so far, game management's easy, not fun. Easy, easy, yeah. So the goals are from Chiesa and Pessina. But what Pessina's goes... really impressed He played in no, the game against Wales good, yeah. and looked really good yeah. as well. He... Yeah. he I'd not, I'd not heard of him before, but he's at Atlanta, I think, isn't he? And he's supposed to be really good. Yeah, like, right. kind of, Atlanta, like I'm a big One who fan. will be... Oh, yeah, he's... I mean, I love, it, I love it when teams who aren't so, you know, are, yeah. are basically relatively small teams break into the top four. On that and, basis, they're my Italian club at the moment. I yeah. love Gasparini and I love the fact... Yeah. I love the region they're from as well. And they've Apparently, lost players the like... Lovely and they've too. lost players like Castagnetta, Leicester and that sort of thing mm. and still come back and got to the top four again. Yeah. Basically, so. I just want to keep waxing lyrical about Atalanta and yeah. hope that somebody somewhere randomly... We'll listen to this podcast and invite us over there for the weekend to Bergamo, which is apparently a beautiful place, and we could spend the weekend drinking Italian beers. And talking about Atalanta. And talking about Atalanta and utter shit about teams that can protect 1,000-hour goal clean sheet things. Yes. So anyway... uh, (laughs) From open plan. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) Kalaj... You utter bastard. Right, Kalajnic, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, he's supposed to be quite useful. Is it Stuttgart he's at or something like that? Yeah, and he scored in the 140th minute. So there goes Italy's clean sheet record after all that. After, after all, all those that, decades of clean sheets. All my efforts to big them up uh, disproportionately. And no, I mean, so they pulled one back. It left a bit of drama even in that game. Yeah. Wasn't enough Italy in the didn't end. look as good as they had done, actually. I thought Austria played quite well and... Kept them up, kept them in it, well, well in it until obviously Italy then. Yeah, got we'll, we'll get on to who they're playing next, but there, there's a load of uh, yeah. well, big, big hitting. Without to ruin it, it's a swear word in Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. Absolutely, yeah. So, so we moved on to the Sunday. Just quickly round that up. So the Netherlands, who nobody really rated that highly, but thought might be okay, went on a three out of three winning run breezed into the last 16 had a home game well sorry they had a game with the Czech Republic I, I, I wouldn't say breeze obviously but obviously they, they, they played Ukraine and let's have a two goal lead in basically like five minutes so they I still think won it they still yeah. won it but I, I think there were questions even then they were saying and the reporters were saying you know kind of can they do they have the defence to do it and all that thing mm. I mean they should have played Veltman anyone who plays Van Armholtz and doesn't play Veltman it's like and they also had the worst manager in Palace's history as their manager. Definitely. So, which was never going to be a so good So, Palace thing. guy doesn't pick Brian Blair. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit like also, Southgate with White, isn't it? It is, although mm. you wouldn't have thought you'd be happy about his time at Palace. 
No, true, that's true. Yeah. It has to be said that um, De Boer has quit today and uh, he's now ready himself to go back to Palace <laughs> after the first time. <laughs> so, uh, Wouldn't you know. that be delicious after yeah. they've, they've been rejected by about yeah. 850 well, maybe he's going back. Maybe his brother's getting the job and he's going back as assistant. <laughs> that could be equally hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got to say, I didn't really think they were contenders to win it. However, they, they conducted themselves well. They seemed to be on a good vibe. Of course, there's the thing of you win three out of three. It's starting yeah. too well, isn't it? That's the thing. Anyway, I, I think people didn't really expect a comfortable win for the Czechs. Yes, Delix got sent off after 55 Correctly minutes. Correctly as well. I think he... Yeah, it was the right decision. I did wonder at first whether he'd been like a bit of a... On Schick had like kind of clipped his heels, but once yeah. he hadn't done... I mean, he basically rolled his hand out and Schick was away. There was no question yeah. about it. And, and the Czechs went on to win 2-0. And, and they did really well. We were watching Albion a number of times. Walsall home, for example, and other times. Oh, do you have to mention that again? Um, we've we've seen a team never... Do, or not, don't always do that well against Heyman, but they really went for it and... I, I, I used to say the Danes are good. I think the Czechs actually could be favourites for that game. I was really impressed with them. And, uh, and they, in, in Patrick Schick, they've got one of the, top, the best strikers at the tournament so and far. Of course, everybody at the Albion is now saying, oh, we must sign Yeah, him. even though he plays with Bayer Leverkusen, uh, who are significantly better than us. And he's scored and he's, about and, four goals And has actually, Euro, yeah, exactly, so had his value go up during the Euros. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really see us... Uh, Signing him, maybe maybe a direct swap for Sanchez and White. What about Holes? <laughs> As I'm sure I mispronounced that. I'm sure it's Holes. I just I really want to sign a, uh, Jonas Wind from just from Denmark, <laughs> <laughs> just, for, just for the name. But Holes, shit, and Wind. Hmm, let's see where we're going with that one. Holes, I think it's pronounced. Scored on 68 minutes with the equal uh, with the first goal, and she got the second. Thomas Kadash of uh, Bristol City got the assist as well, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah I, I was impressed by the checks. I thought, I mean, I know it's 10 men, I they mean, may not want with 10 men, them. but... And everyone's written them off. But, but actually, I, th- that, I think gives extra it, it was a bit of a It was a bit of a one-off game. It wasn't really, you know... That could easily have gone either way. We didn't... You know, it, was, it wasn't like we won comfortably. Does that give extra credence to our result against them, do you think? That, have Holland done well enough in those three games to make the Czech victory over them that much more impressive from our point? I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think it was just a... I think it's just as with knockout football that game it could have gone either way I think Holland probably would have just about won if they'd had 11 against 11 mm. on the other hand Schick goes through and it probably is 1-0 then because he's on really good form Schick happens yeah and the defender wasn't delighted <laughs> the other game of course very boring he was only a 1-0 Belgium won Portugal yeah. 0 um, now this is great because this is two teams that we're worried about as, as England fans and um, apologies to anyone who isn't an England fan listening to this by the way we, we do hope you'll stick with us. But, um, well, fans of any other club, any, any other country, are going to think, well, Belgium, Portugal, brilliant. Yeah. One, of the, one of the potential contenders is out. And Torgan Hazard, brother of the, um, of the rather esteemed Eden Hazard, uh, scored the goal in the 42nd minute. Uh, tore for short. Surely there's got to be, he's got to play for Hammers, hasn't he? With that, as a, as a shortened first name. Anyway, in the future, no, he's a good player in his own right, and he scored the decisive goal. It proved to be the winner. Uh, Belgium are through. They're looking good, aren't they? In Portugal, yeah. I don't think. I, I just want to put a record my sympathy for Ronaldo, who is obviously my favourite <laughs> player in the world. Yeah. Barring Jack Grealish, and uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love him and I worship him and think he's the greatest ever. And it's it's just very sad that Belgium chose to score against him. 
and be like unsporting like that. Yes, can I extend my sympathies too? Also, on the same night, Messi scored two goals for Argentina in their 4 1 win in the Copa, which means that there's probably a battle going on. I haven't looked at the details. There's probably a battle going on in terms of international goal records. And it, it does make me smile to think that Ronaldo will be irritated by that, probably. It makes me sad that Ali Dai has lost his record, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. True, yes. It, made, oh, it yes. made me happy that a country that no one thinks about in terms of football has a record. Even if he probably had it from playing against obscure Actually, countries. Oh, it oh, is oh, nice that a country that no one ever thinks about in football terms. And I know they qualify for the World Cup. Iranian, wasn't he? But oh, Iranian. I think. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. If, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that has that record. And he doesn't anymore. So, uh, screw you, Ronaldo. <laughs> I can't stand the guy. And those goal celebrations are so nauseating, and he keeps getting penalties, so it's all disproportionate. Anyway, so we moved on to just quickly round up Monday, which is uh, the day impossible to quickly today. round up. Uh, the day we're recording, as this you might have gathered, we might be doing it Tuesday. Yeah. We're doing this Tuesday. <laughs> so Monday, a pretty boring one. Just the 14 goals in two games. It was a bit of shit, wasn't it? It was like I don't understand how they managed to like kind of talk about it on TV. Yeah, people for the make day. a big thing about it. I thought it was pretty shit, really. Yeah, I mean, I thought the Spain-Croatia game, every defensive, every solid. Everyone just came along, defended well, the keeper yeah. made no errors. Yeah, the defence was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. I have to say, for all this ridiculous error and from a dreadful back pass, and it's interesting, I read a, a piece from Gia, a, a comment from Gear Below, I think it was like, I can't have him pronounce him, saying that Unai Simon is well known for issues. Who, who was it again? Unai Simon, Simon, Simon. <laughs> Yes, sir. He's well known for his uh, errors from back passes and from problems like that, but his ball is his feet. So, so good, why on earth Pedri? So why Pedri blasted the ball at him from that distance and with no reason? Yeah, out. it's beyond me. But he did actually do really well, and he saved them at three all. It was a brilliant save in extra time yeah. that changed that. You know, the Croatia looked like the team who were on top, and he made an exceptional save in extra time. Having said that, they should be playing Robert Sanchez because he didn't make that save too yeah, I mean, and not made the error in the first place. I tuned into the game just, just before Spain made it 3-1 I thought, that's this game over with yeah. 15 to go or whatever it was. And they, yeah, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, Croatia suddenly pulled it back, got, come back to 3 all against all odds and you think, blimey, they're going to go on to win this. But of course, the full-time whistle went yeah. soon after and I think that did benefit Spain, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, although they started extra time really well as well. Croatia did actually, they had that chance. They, they, yeah. So, I mean, it... They hit the, the momentum change with the Spain's fourth goal. Although I would say that I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast doesn't know the score already. So I think you can, you can avoid... If you do, just pause it now, watch the football and come back to it. But I think probably people who listen to this podcast know enough about football to know the score, even if they didn't see the game. Yeah. So, can, we on, can we go on a France going out now? Oh, we can. Well, just, just to quickly reiterate. So, yes, yeah, so Spain went on to win 5-3. Two quick goals fairly early yeah. into the game. That was that. Even and then, Croatia thought... had a, a, a brilliant chance at the beginning of second period extra time, yeah. which they should have taken. Yeah. And if they had done, 5-4 is suddenly yeah. a, now a I, different game. I went out to the cinema and I had plans to watch the the France game against Switzerland uh, on highlights on BBC after afterwards, which is exactly what I did. And I did it blind without knowing the score. And when I watched Match of the Day, they said, you've probably watched both of these games live, haven't you? So fair play acknowledging ITV. And they said, um, but you've tuned in again, haven't you? Because they're pretty sensational games. And it seems as if, which one are they going to show? And the fact they showed France, Switzerland before Croatia, Spain, made me think, wow, this is at least as good as the other yeah. match. I'll be honest. I, I didn't know the score. This, and I watched it blind. And I've got to say, this sensational. This was my pretty much gimme of the, of the last eight games, the last of the eight games. 
I didn't see any way Switzerland would win, get win this. No, I'll be honest. No. They've done nothing much France to impress. They got so stuffed by Italy. And they, were, they were my favourite, pr- yeah. comfortable favourites pre-tournament. Yeah. The ridiculous attacking. I mean, the front three is ridiculous. They've got yeah. very good defensive options, although they've lost a few defenders through the tournament. And that obviously, losing pa- losing Hernandez and yeah. losing Dean as well yes. might well have been a. Thank you. The chicken chicken tikka pies have arrived. This is a heavenly moment. Thank you very much. Thanks. We've got the other oh, cutlery out. Yeah. Ah, oh, chicken tikka pies. This um, is heaven. So yeah. Lo- sorry. Go on, Peter. So losing obviously both their left backs and the, but and then yeah, with Rabiot at like full back or wing back, hmm. probably yeah. not ideal. But I do still think they should have won comfortably. They were three one up. They were all over Switzerland, and. Yeah, yeah. They... if you if you are one of the serious contenders for a tournament and you're three one up and you're the better team in terms of the squad and the way you're playing in the match and you let it slip, you've got no excuses really. And it got no. dragged into extra time. As as it turned out, this game didn't have any extra time goals. It went to penalties, and you still think, well, 50-50, this is really up in the air. But by the same token, you think they've got quality quality players, and um, yes, yeah. Um, and do you think it's just going to go to the next we step? We get more drinks. I mean, I drink. Um, can I have a please? And for me, the same, yeah. Hepcat, perfect, thank you. Cheers. Yes, we've got to get the drinks in. And you think... Um, yeah, you think it's not going to have even a 50-50 in a penalty shootout. You just think, ah, oh, the luck's just... It's not going to go with them. And when I was watching the shootout, again, I didn't know... All I knew from the BBC had said two spectacular games. They yeah. put the France game on first. They got through the highlights of the 90 minutes very early. So at a very early stage in those highlights, I knew it was going to go to extra time based on how much time they've given for the highlights. So I knew it was going all the way. I wasn't sure it was going to penalties. When it did, I thought, well, that's just going to be dramatic, but France are going to win, aren't they, in the end? And two of the penalty takers for Switzerland, I thought, looked decidedly uncertain. I think Turam looked a bit uncertain for, um, for France. But two of the Switzerland guys yeah. did as well, and I thought, no, 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 no. Then, then Mbappe Maurice stepped up. Arguably, should have saved one. There was one that was like, yeah, he, he got both hands on yeah, it, he padded it into the back of the net. It was quite well hit, it? but he arguably, when you get your hand for it, you should be able to push it out and away from goal. It's not like it's a rebound; like that. you've got to be able to push it away, and hmm. yep. and then um, and then yeah, there was uh, Mbappe, the the favourite to be top scorer. Yeah, I mean, who, he stepped up, and I thought, this is this is narrative. You just know what's happening here. He's going to miss this. He's not had a good game. There's three or four players I thought might have missed and didn't. He looked like someone that might miss. And I thought it's overdue that someone actually yeah. would fulfil my instincts. Yeah, it's very and rarely that teams go, you go like United against mm-hmm. Villarreal or whatever, and you end up with all, all yeah. but one scoring. Yeah. And and, he, and sure enough, it was, well, it wasn't missed. It, it was saved, yeah. to be fair. But it's still effectively the same thing yeah. in this uh, yeah. and, um, situation. And Switzerland go through, and that is sensational, isn't it? It's yeah, brilliant it's a huge for the win. tournament. There's, there's people like. They're first going to shoot that win. Yeah, I told you about this Arsenal guy who's the only person in the world I know who is in favour of the Super League, and he hates underdog stories. So I'm so, so glad for his sake that an underdog story occurred. He loves Pogba, I know for a fact, for example. So I'm, I'm delighted that Switzerland won that game. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You're you're an angel with these beers. <laughs> Thanks. Cheers. So shall we uh, stop uh, at the end of Monday? Should we stop round part one there? Yeah. So that's that's the end of that's the end of the um, 
the group, the third round of group games, and the first two. Three days for finals. That's the second round game. Second round games, yeah, yeah. So at this point, we're going to pause, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the England game, and that will be after we've had these lovely pies. Is there an England game? Apparently so. Rumours are. Who knows? Who knows? So we'll be back in a short while. Cheers for now. We're on to part two of the pod, where, so we focused on the first six quarterfinals. Yeah. The eighth one's currently happening. Yes, it is. What else do you think we're going to talk about now, then? Well, should we talk about the seventh one? Or, Anyone any idea what happened there? Well, I think it was a mundane affair, wasn't it? It was probably a pretty mundane. It was a pretty mundane affair, to be honest. Barring the fact that we beat Germany 2-0. What? We beat Germany 2-0? I know. In a knockout game. You mean we didn't even need penalties? We didn't even need penalties, and we definitely would have lost on penalties. And we won. We England. Yeah. Did we beat England? Uh, did we beat Germany? <laughs> yeah, we didn't beat we England. We certainly did. We certainly <laughs> did. Yeah, no, it was cracking. Absolutely cracking. Good grief. That yeah. really happened. The West Ham player was shit, though, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, you keep saying that, but I'm, I'm not convinced. Jackson <laughs> Rice, we were in a 4-0, wouldn't we? He's taken his chances. Oh, no, I was worried when he got booked after. Yeah. Seven minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Especially the referee got his red card out along with his yellow, and it was like, I didn't know it's 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 And if Phillips got booked, I thought that one of them would come off earlier. Yeah. So, no, they played well. They didn't actually, uh, they didn't yeah. look like getting sent off at any point. They weren't Yeah, no, Rice actually, to be fair, didn't put a bit of foul on anything after his red card. He yeah. Got yellow pretty, card. He, pretty wise heads he was, on a young. He looks a bit young, like a bird of prey, though, doesn't he? Declan Rice. A bit, <laughs> a bit weird. Hey, yeah, I noticed a theme here, yeah. Um, I don't Potentially, like like an hour or something, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, he was orchestral. Yeah, <laughs> it could be no No, it was good. I mean, it was a crack performance. I think uh, Southgate managed it well. I think he yeah. got a lot of stick. A lot of fans were giving stick for the lineup, but um, I guess it's one of those. If it goes well, everyone's happy, yeah. and people kind of eat their words. If it doesn't, uh, then you get that stick. Doubles, I, I still know, think you should um, start Greenish at the weekend after the way he came on. I think this game, the impact has had. Yeah. yeah, you can see why people would. I mean, maybe Saka had a good game, but he's definitely probably pushing to stay with Saka. Yeah, I, I wonder if Mount comes back in as well. Presumably, he might he'll, go to four. He'll have trained four, more three, won't three, he, yeah. the weekend, and I mean, there's a good chance he'll take. I'm wearing um, a claret coloured top, yeah, which I'm sure you'll approve of. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's a chance to take out the. Uh, no blue yeah. on it though. It wasn't deliberate, but I have to say it kind of is kind of greenish. He just poured. Yeah, his, yeah. He just poured his red wine on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be celebrating tonight, I'm sure, but yeah. they can't go too crazy. But no, no, I reckon you do a four-three-three against. Yeah. Uh, well, Ukraine have just scored. Have they? Have they? Yeah, oh. yeah. So one up against Sweden Chenko. as we speak. Yeah, yeah. Live, live information. Live information. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exciting. <laughs> Not so live if anyone listens to it though. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's a long way to go. Anyway. There's a long way to go though. So yeah. second half. Yeah. Young Malenko might get a couple, yeah. You never know, oh, West Ham's best, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, exa- yeah, indeed. So Sam there, West Ham fan, uh, one of the, uh, the the main guys here at the pub, and he's, um, yeah, he's, he's into the footy, and, uh, yeah, he seemed to be quite happy with Declan Rice. Best player for England tonight? I, I honestly think Green is the best player for England tonight, to be honest. Yeah, although he played hard. Sorry, 20, are, you, are you just chewing your own face off there, I know, Peter? it's not... Not happy. Um, I don't like saying it. I thought Pickford had a really good game. Um, played a couple of really good saves. Werner, I, I should have probably chipped it over him rather than take the train. He did really well to block I it. thought he was brilliant in This Is England, didn't you? Jordan Pickford. <laughs> really good, really good actor. Yeah. Oh, hang on, that's a different bloke, isn't it? They just look very similar. 
Uh, and defensively, I thought we were pretty solid generally, barring the ridiculous pass from Sterling that almost led to a goal and uh, and that chance for, uh, for Werner and the one that almost right obviously ended up fouling the guy. But yeah, yeah I, I thought Grealish changed the game. It was a mundane nil-nil and I, if anyone listens to this regularly will know I'm not a fan of Grealish and I don't think many Brighton fans are either. He's, he's, a, he's a, He does dive quite a lot. He also scores against us almost every game he plays barring the one where Veltman is pocket in his pocket this season. But... He is a very, very good player, and tonight he changed that game in my view. And the minute he came on, we looked more dangerous and looked like scoring. And yeah, it's painful to say, but I, I agree with you. Yeah, um, I do think he's a game changer. It's not, it's a no-brainer. It's not. But I think not... he changed the game from the start. I don't think he's a game. I don't think he needs to be a game changer. I think if England play him from the start, and as much as we won. I still don't think English should be playing with seven defensive players. There's no game players. to be changed, is yeah. it? Yeah. I, I don't think we should be playing with seven defensive players like we did tonight from the start. Yeah. But obviously, plus Pickford, obviously. That's... It doesn't... I don't even Saka, who's obviously in the front three, has played like wing-back for Arsenal, that sort of thing. So it wasn't even like they had three proper attackers. We had two attackers and one player who played in a lot of positions. So you don't think it was a, it was a um, decisive element to the game that he didn't stop Grealish? You, you, do you think... No, I think Grealish would have had an impact from the start. I think... I actually think Germany were pretty poor tonight and they were ever taking and if we'd if we'd given it a go from the start we might not have been nil-nil after 67 minutes or whatever but obviously I'm you know I might be wrong but I'm I'm, you know still doubt Southgate's ability to get a best out of his attacking squad I thought Germany were poor and I didn't think the game was exciting and if I was neutral watching that match I wouldn't be compared to yesterday excited by any of it yeah I wouldn't wouldn't be worried by any of it if I was one of the competitive Nations involved. But what I would be worried about is the idea of England playing their attacking players, playing Foden, playing Grealish from the start, yeah. having a real go, yeah. playing Sancho from the start, even, you know, playing players like that who actually can have a real go even, at you. Even that bit of Kane, Kane has been anonymous for yeah. four games, barring the last few seconds. And on the one hand, that's just down to supply, it's, it's not his yeah. fault, it's just the fact that we haven't, we haven't catered to his needs. He hasn't been given opportunities. People criticised the chance earlier in the game against Germany. I think that's a bit harsh as well. However, you, you give him a, a ball on the plate in the penalty box. He nods it away. It's a goal. Yeah. That in itself is, an, is a rather ominous element, isn't it? If yeah. You, if you're a, a, a Spain or a, you know whoever else is left in the tournament, I can't think of any major names because they're all out, aren't they? Belgium, Italy. Belgium, yeah. Belgium, Italy, Spain. If you're if you're looking at right, who who can hurt us in this tournament? You look at England, and you think, well, defence, yeah, maybe whatever. Midfield, not sure, not sure. Attack, lots of options, yeah. quite exciting. Don't quite know what they're doing. But you would look at it and you think, well, Kane is that one constant who's. He's not remarkable, but he's so consistently clinical. He, he is, but I think where England possibly go, go wrong in some ways is that, and I, I'm obviously sounding quite negative in some ways because we've just won. But I think Kane should start, and I don't think there's any question about it, every game he should start unless he's really out of form. Where where they're wrong is they should be happy to take him off after an hour if it's not working or or 70 minutes yeah. tonight. I, th- I think again, although I know he scores, he's in the right place. A Rashford or a Calvert Lewin might have something different up front to Kane, and I mean, or even Watkins, who should have probably gone to well to the Euros. It might be probably. And we looked at that thing where Kane got a knock to his knee, which was probably just a yeah. cosmetic issue, and it wasn't ever going to be a big thing. But you were you were talking about Rashford, and Rashford was warming up, and we're thinking, yeah. oh, 
if there's any issue at all, get them off, put Rashford yeah, on. Yeah, stretch them. I mean, exactly, stretch them with the pace, yeah. And then Kane goes on and scores a decisive second. Okay, it may not have mattered because we're one up already, but the fact of the matter is, with a striker like him, the thing with a striker like him, and it goes for any quality striker, they are capable of scoring one chance out the blue after a very quiet 85 minutes. And I guess that's always the risk you take either way around, yeah. isn't it? Keep him on, it's a risk. Take him off, it's a risk. Yeah, and exactly, Rashford might have been there for that chance because he's a bit more yeah. mobile and moves around a bit more. Yeah. Um, I know that didn't matter. We, we would have won 1-0, technically, according to that. But, but nonetheless, you don't know that either, do you? But, I, yeah, I, I definitely think we shouldn't be starting with seven defensive players either way. And and also, I mean, Kane dropped quite deep a few times in the first half because he was frustrated on getting the ball. The last thing you want when you've got seven defensive players, effectively... Is Kane dropping deep because you're literally left with Saka and Sterling anywhere further forward. I mean, there's nothing, you know, it, it literally is, you know, it, it leaves us completely limited up front, you know, in terms of like numbers of people. So, I mean, I definitely think they shouldn't play three at the back at the, week, uh, at the weekend. It, it's interesting how he adapts now because Germany, you can get away with it in a way. Whoever we play in the next, next game and if we get through the next game will be favourites to beat. Whatever we might say about who, how the good, like the Danes or the Czechs or the Swedes or the Ukrainians might be, will be favourites with most people to win those games. Yeah. And how does he still does he still try and play defensively and and try and eke out a one 0 win, or does he actually go for it? When you know the, the players we've got, we we've got a fantastic chance on paper against the final here. Yeah, probably our best chance ever. Yeah, I mean, who, who would have credited after the World Cup? where we were in the favourable side of the draw. Yeah. We've, we've ended up in the same situation yeah. again. But neither of these teams were as good as Croatia. None of these other teams yes, were as good as Croatia exactly. were at that World Cup. Yeah. Mm. They don't have the quality of Rakitic yeah. and, uh, and Modric mm. and that sort of thing. We, so We should Mandzukic. be able to beat, on paper, we should be favourites. We will go we into those games as favourites. Against Sweden, that is far Sweden, away from Sweden, saying... Ukraine, definitely. Denmark or Czech Republic. Czech Republic. I think either of them as well. We've already beaten Czech Republic. On, on paper, we will go on favourites like any of Denmark's those teams. Denmark's one I'm worried about, but nonetheless, we should we should be able. To but win as much as they rode that, that that momentum, a they're not at home now, and b uh, and b they they are less effective without Ericsson. Yeah. As much as it it sounds, you know, really bad to say, he is their best player, mm. and at some point they're going to find that they probably they can't. I don't see them riding momentum all the way to the final and winning it. So I don't think that they'll. I mean, stranger so, things have happened. They failed to qualify. Yeah, I know. But before, I, but, and Greece but, won it with a less good team yeah, than yeah. But I still don't think... Either, but, but, yes. Yeah, Portugal Ronaldo, though, I think was, was obviously kind of... I know he didn't play in the final as much, but he, he played mostly... He got them mostly there, didn't he? Yeah. What, what do you think about... What did he make of the lineup? Because we went for 3-4-3. Three, three. We adapted yeah. to their system, didn't we? We had Pickford in goal. We had Walker, Stones and Maguire as the back three with Shaw on the wide left, Tripper on the wide right. Phillips and... Right, so effectively, as you said, they've got seven defensive players. And then Saka, who, who earned his place off the back Saka, of the... Saka, I thought, played really well against Chicks and played pretty well tonight for most of it. Kane and Sterling. And yeah. Sterling has... Well, until Kane got that goal, which wasn't decisive, but did help, um, Sterling has scored all three goals. I was speculating about the notion that we go all the way through and win the trophy with only Sterling scoring. And given that the whole Euros and everything else, I think the word Sterling would be a particularly ironic name to be involved in, in a European glory effect. Um, he, he's had yeah, a good Surely the headline, Sterling beats Euros, is, yeah. a, is I, a... He's not even played particularly well, has no. he? I don't think 
he's played quite he's, well. He's almost on the opposite of what he does often. Like, at World Cup, he played really well, I thought. Yeah. But just couldn't take any chances. Yeah, yeah. And then this one, he's, yeah, he's, he's done okay, but he's not done amazingly. And, mm. yeah, has popped up in three positions to take... I mean, none of which were particularly difficult chances, I'd say. But he's been in a position to take them and taken them with, you know, really well. And... Mm. Fair play, to be fair, you wouldn't take him out him out of the team, I wouldn't suppose. I think I think my my issue, yeah, was the fact that we were playing two defensive midfielders for anything or or that we didn't need to play three at the back, whatever, one way or the other. But I thought Shaw actually played really well as well. He was involved in, in the goals and kind of like was a really active and I think has pretty you know, laid down his claim that he is number one left back with uh, obviously or left wing back with uh Chilwell out. So I think he's number one now. That was a questionable one before. Yeah. For the tournament, um, I just yeah, I think the, the plan presumably was that this we end, end up further forward like he did against Croatia, but it never really happened. I didn't feel it never really kind of got further forward. It was they got stuck in. I mean, Germany have a very good. I mean, the two midfielders like Goretzka and Cruz are a very good midfield partnership. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like. Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. I mean, it's a pretty useful game against. Not we don't want to be unkind. Bayern and Real Madrid against West Ham and Leeds. I mean, you know, on paper, that you can understand why they wouldn't be able to get forward too much because they had quite a lot to deal with. So you know, yeah, that's, that's fair, fair enough. I mean, you can't really argue with that. They played a three-four-three, didn't they, or a three-four-two-one? Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Kimmich was playing on the advanced right side, yeah. so a right wing back role, really, wasn't he? And there was a lot of debate about him, whether he's better suited, well, he is better suited, to a number six, deeper-lying yeah. central midfield role. And how people thought that if he was playing that role for Germany, they might have flourished and got the, uh, yeah. got the edge. Well, or, or a, or a right-back role, even. I think he's a better right-back than he's a right-wing-back. Mm. I, yeah. I don't think he's particularly an attacking full-back. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a decent defensive midfielder, a very good, well, a brilliant defensive midfielder, a, a brilliant right-back, I think, as well, but he's not really a... Right wing back. I don't. Yeah, I don't really see that. And mm. it's interesting. It's almost felt like yeah, him, like Yogi Low and uh, Southgate tried to like outthink each other tonight rather than the last two games, which were a bit like no one gave a shit and everyone just went a bit mental. You know, yeah. no, no one bothered defending and everyone just threw everyone forward. And tonight saw a very tactical game. And I mean, I, unusually we came out on top. And but yeah, well done Southgate. To be fair, I mean, I didn't agree with his team, um, and I still don't. But we won, so. I think if you don't agree with the team, but we still win, that's a good sign. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm happy to play. If he plays eleven defenders, we still win the Euros. I'd be quite happy. To There's be a million and one different scenarios where you yeah. can pick. And and he just see him in training every day and that sort of thing. But I do think really should have started. Um, yeah, I mean, he changed the game to such a yeah such a very very distinctive degree. Yeah, that it just made you think this is ridiculous. He didn't. Start and the other one I hope might come in on Saturday is Mason Mount because I think he's a really crucial player for us he's really good yeah, he had a brilliant season for Chelsea and if we move back to four at the back then him and him and, him coming in in the, in, the, in the midfield three and Grealish either fit further back or or in the front three would be a really good thing yeah indeed and um, while we're talking by the way the final game of the last 16 knockout stages is currently underway and our future opponents in the quarterfinals are yet to be decided as it stands it's Sweden nil, Ukraine one. Zinchenko, no less, scoring the goal in the 27th minute. 35 minutes gone as we are talking. Uh, we'll update that, obviously, because it will be out of date by the time you listen to this anyway. But we'll update it as we go along. You're probably not waiting with bated <laughs> breath. <laughs> yes, don't wait for this. Yeah, Just English, look at internet. <laughs> <laughs> a load of shit happened since last week, didn't it, for example? Yeah. But there we go. 
but um, yeah so all in all um, it's been interesting to there's a few other bits to talk about isn't there though so we've still got the um, the third round a couple of summary items as well um, we've got um, Neuer's armband investigation did we talk about that on the last one I can't remember no I think we did no so he, he was wearing a rainbow armband during the first two games of the group stages and then in the third game they were due to have um, this um, the, the Germany game it's at Bayern yeah. Munich Stadium wasn't it they were playing Hungary yeah. and they were due to have a rainbow display put on but they, it got rejected on the basis that um, so on the basis that we got interrupted there a random bloke walked up onto the terrace and kept talking which was very irritating <laughs> anyway as I was saying on the basis that um, it was a political issue wasn't it to do with um, well, UEFA investigated Neuer having worn a rainbow captain's armband for two games which was embarrassing it was very embarrassing indeed in the end they came to the conclusion there was no harm done fine let's draw unnecessary attention to it why don't we for two games and then Bayern Munich Stadium was due to host the game with Hungary which it did and of course as you've already described a dramatic event that night on the pitch off the pitch though Hungary with very unsavoury incidents there's been a lot of um, anti anti LGBT stuff in yeah. governmental policy there's been things that have basically been suppressing gay rights shall we say um, and also linking certain elements of gay culture with paedophilia which is pretty unsavoury abhorrent isn't it yeah, it's, it's abhorrent it's an extreme right wing government and on that basis UEFA have bended like the spineless gutless disgusting buffoons that they always and are and anyone who listens to the fall will know we're a big fan of UEFA we here. are a big fan of UEFA yeah they, they're pathetic they really are pathetic they rank just below the European Super League in general <laughs> football efficiency <laughs> yeah, exactly and this was once again a, just a, a rank decision by a rank organisation it, it was really disgusting they spent so long aff, faffing faffing about Neuer whether he had an armband on for two days they investigated what does that mean and yet here was the thing which is German the Germans were saying right we want to put a rainbow display on to show support for gay rights nothing more than that it was seen as a political thing yes it is political everything is political everything UEFA does is political they're delusional if they think it's not the only difference is that there's there's no dressing up around other things there is around UEFA it's absolutely abhorrent um, nothing wrong with it and that the fact that Germany got the crucial equaliser wasn't it for the two all and went up to the Hungary fans did a heart sign which clearly was a snipe at Hungary's neo-fascist um, but the, the biggest it, irony under, is under, biggest irony was that um, there have been like rainbow themed adverts for like sponsors yeah. at the Euros hmm. which UEFA have allowed which shows that UEFA are basically spineless yeah. wankers who are basically only care about money because if someone offers them money to advertise they'll let them do whatever they want which they should do anyway but for the countries to give any sort of message is offensive apparently and kind of like um, yeah it shows UEFA are a joke let's, let's not forget that 
UEFA in response to Europe, European Super League, who they partly caused anyway because of their incompetence, have basically suggested that any some teams get buys into the European into the Europa League and Champions or Champions League now and that sort of thing. They basically are so are massively corrupt. They have nothing going for them. Their one good thing is they're slightly better than FIFA. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or slightly less obviously they, dodgy than FIFA. They, they're trying to portray this delusion of neutrality, but there is no delusion. Yeah. Um, as somebody said on one of the podcasts I listened to the other day, if you just try to strike a neutral balance when there is oppression going on, which is clearly the case in Hungary, yeah. for example, you are effectively siding with the opposition. Yeah. You, the, you can't take a neutral There side. is right or wrong here. Yeah, it's not is. a matter of like, trying to just take a side. Yeah. There is a clearly a right side. And this, this and neutral stance thing... It's really not the right wing in Hungary. They're not on the right side. Yeah, as simple as that. Well, they are on the right side in one way. Simple as that. Because they're on the far right side. Same with... I had objections with the World Cup going to Russia on the basis that it is ultimately a homophobic, xenophobic, well, racist The World nation. Cup has now gone to Brazil, which was basically completely unprepared and has a more you know, homeless people and that sort of thing while spending many, many hundreds of millions on the World Cup. Russia, who, yeah, is actually homophobic... Yeah. Now we've got Qatar. And Qatar, who basically kills off migrant workers. Yeah, three three and a half thousand or more migrant workers have been killed in slave labour conditions in Qatar. Yeah, I think the North North Korean bid's going to go well next time. (laughs) (laughs) They'll probably get it. I wouldn't be surprised at all. It is embarrassing. And yet you get people who are subject to vile, racist abuse over and over again either individuals or yeah. as, a, as, as a collective they are subjected to that abuse over and over again in European tournaments glossy high class first world tournaments they are subject yeah. to that abuse it's not good enough you wait for you are pathetic I yeah. know you're not listening to this well, you, you never will but you find people £30,000 for whatever it is for like and ban have a heart a one game ban for racist abuse and then you kind of find someone double that for not showing for showing an advertising that isn't yours and that sort of thing it's just like anyone to me any country where a team has shown has racially, racially abused a player and is found guilty by UEFA should be banned from hosting a tournament should, the team should be banned from hosting any games for like three years or whatever in Europe yeah. and every, yeah, that's how you get away, get rid of it you don't get rid of it by saying oh here's £32,000 fine when you pay them like triple that probably to get in the tournament anyway and it's, it's the opposite it's happening isn't it various countries of questionable uh, standing are getting tournaments well I think Hungary got Hungary had games with 60,000 people there this time yeah which seems like completely logical to anyone with half second a brain second worst death rate in yeah. Europe for Covid but it's okay as long as you, you're okay with it boys we're okay to go with it. 67,000 people. thousand delegates will go, won't they? As long as they're there. As long as they're allowed in, you know, it's fine. Disgusting. Well, that's why the, you know, that's, that's, that's why the Champions League wasn't played in England when two English teams were playing it in a, in a time of pandemic. It was because they, they wouldn't allow the UEFA delegates to skip any sort of regulation, yeah. wasn't it? It is I mean, it's just genuinely so corrupt. rights point only, if you've got both nations already in the country where you can host the final. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. There is no excuse not to do it. Yes, it's not the original country appointed. But neither is Portugal. But neither is Portugal, yeah. yeah. So on that basis, if you are taking it away from Istanbul, and I think you should, it's no, no-brainer. no There's a, a suitable venue available. Why the fuck would you not appoint that venue to be the place 
that takes place because you're involving loads of transportation yeah. of fans. Fans are now encouraged to go to Portugal, which was on the green list at the time and then became not so. You're, you're encouraging transport between nations, which is not great. The hypocrisy of the two and a half thousand UEFA delegates being allowed to go in on a free Well, it's a joke that they have two and a half thousand people who yeah. they give free tickets to for a game like that. Yeah. I mean, you should go to the Why? fans. Yeah. It's the same, to be fair, with the FA Cup fund over here as well. There no, are so many delegates it's as well. Like, isn't it? And the playoffs. We've, we've, we've been talking about the playoffs, the FA Cup final, the National League playoffs. How many of those games have been showpiece affairs for clubs that rarely get to Wembley, if ever, and their fans have virtually had a handful of tickets. And delegates and VIPs have been given free reign. Basically what we're saying is football people, football organisations are completely yeah, useless. They don't give a shit. It's, it's an absolute disgrace. Well, on a lighter note, Gosens, of course, was in action for Germany tonight. Do you know, he um, had, a, had a career in the police beforehand. Do you know about that? Was he did Sting? We, did we talk about this last time? I can't remember. Was he Sting? He wasn't Sting, no. But he was apparently short of one leg over the other. So on that basis, he was rejected from the police force. And so took up his secondary career playing for Atalanta. And he, he's, uh, he's done well, hasn't he? He's, he's got a good player. Do you think we should sign him? And is there any realistic hope of doing so, Peter? I mean, I don't see us signing any players from Atalanta unless they're like their reserves, to be honest. So, uh... Yeah. Can't argue with that, yeah. I mean, before anyone North Stand chat starts talking about him, along with uh, Patrick Schick and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's his name Silver from uh, Eintracht Frankfurt and yeah let's, ju- let's just like go for realistic options Fred Bloggs from uh, Ramsbottom Reserves or whatever Fred Bloggs is great is right on to, on to a couple of other matters football news in general Palace managerial many go round not merry go round many go round oh my god it's quite brilliant isn't it it's, it's gone from the sublime to the ridiculous I'm, I've actually lost track of how many managers. The, the latest one, was, I think last time we spoke, Farfra was in line for the yeah, job. Yeah, so this, is, we this was quite really, really, with this, yeah, we were, I think we were feeling a bit down about that. Because stumbled he'd across actually the best option later on. a really, really good option there. And yeah. then, um, yeah, and then last night they seemed to be saying that they'd re-found him again because he'd decided that they were, like, going out to somewhere. They'd, like, to speak to him, like, to, I think to Nice maybe or whatever. Uh, it tends tends to uh, tends to suggest that they uh, got the wrong person from Nice really because uh, they've actually seemingly according to the rumour bill, rumor mill and who knows or rumour bill apparently as I just said <laughs> just some bloke called Bill who goes on spreading rumours um, oh, is Bill. Patrick Vieira who yeah. if, if the word in terms I mean obviously brilliant player fantastic footballer managerial terms I think the word underwhelming doesn't do him a justice <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you've got to imagine if you are. I would suppose it's been an embarrassment. There's been all sorts of people. Fonseca turned them down. Gattuso came in and went. Um, Allegedly, um, Lopetegui turned them down. If you believe yeah, the papers. Yeah, apparently rejected by his club. Severe. You and I both turned them down. Yeah, yeah, we both turned them down. Fred we down felt the that the, the career of the, the podcast was actually going to be more profitable and long-lasting than uh, <laughs> actually the Tottenham Absolutely, job. yeah, indeed, indeed. Definitely longer-lasting, I think. And, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're 11th in line for Spurs, that's one thing. If you're about 8th, 9th, 10th in line for Palace, that's, 
That's another, isn't it? It's pretty bad. It's a bit like what sort, I of, level don't is, what sort of level is Ape in line for the palace? It's like kind of like I don't know, the kind of like uh, Ed, that, Prince Edward's children or whatever. Or is it that paedophile prince guy? Uh, what's <laughs> yeah. his name? Yeah. Andrew. <laughs> Maybe, Supposedly. Maybe they should yes. get a Peter Expressive Wokey to get any manager. <laughs> um, but, you know, it seems like a shambles. I, I have to say, if I was a Spurs fan, an Everton fan, or a Palace fan, I'd be quite embarrassed. I've literally never known any sort of summer where it's been quite so bad. Yeah. Three clubs to. And uh, Benitez is the latest one, one in line for Everton, isn't he? But he's been having death threats. I don't know if that's from Everton death or threats, Liverpool fans. Death threats apparently in the wrong house. Yeah. When someone say we know where <laughs> you, you live. Wrong address. Someone say we know where you live. It's like, well, obviously you don't. <laughs> you, don't. So. <laughs> you don't know where we live. Is Nuno going to Spurs now? Is that? Is that? Who what's knows? Happening? I mean, Nuno's. <laughs> oh, I don't think even he does. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> I think having with all the names linked. I think Nuno will be a massive underwhelming signing for Spurs. On the other hand, I think he could actually do a pretty good job. Yeah, ironically, yeah. I think he actually did a decent appointment. Do you appointment. think will get the job at Palace? It sounds like it, it's, but it sounded like Favre will get it last week. But I'm not convinced. I'm, I'm they've got to appoint someone Saudi at some point. I'm soon. definitely up for taking the job. I could, I could really take them in the right direction. Take them places. From an Albion point of view. Take them places. <laughs> Rotherham yeah. on a Tuesday night. Yeah, exactly. Followed by, you know... Uh, on a Tuesday night, followed by you know Cheltenham or Forest Green. On a Let's Tuesday say Notts County, based on Notts County's yeah. promotion next season. Yeah, and then but, and then and then below Notts County after that. Yeah. Well, Peter, should we move on to Albion stories? Because it is an Albion podcast, after all, there or thereabouts. There's been quite a bit going on. Um, Although some, none of it transfer related. No, though. no. Some some bits. I'm not sure what we mentioned last week, but I think we already alluded to the fact that Graham Potter have been linked with the Spurs job. There's been several links going on. It all seems to be bullshit. Sources close to the uh, to, to the podcast, i.e. a friend of ours who has a source who has a source who's a source, says that um, who's on the source who, who's on the source <laughs> quite often with us usually uh, has said that um, there's there's bullshit. It's bullshit. There's nothing in it. He hasn't been approached. I don't know if that's true or not, but it doesn't seem like he's coming Spurs way. And the semantics suggest from interviews with Graham Potter that he's very much referring to us as we still I don't, it just doesn't sound like it's going to happen I think I think the tea ladies get the job at Spurs we'll see Moda 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 actually to give him his proper name any updates Mod. on that he had the, his knee injury yeah it doesn't sound like it's too serious hopefully yeah um, which would be good Someone the more else? worrying one is uh, Casado. Casado, uh, yeah Copa America Ecuador if anyone doesn't know 10 minutes into the game against Brazil who, who qualified as winners of the group uh, drew one all with Ecuador, which meant that Ecuador qualified as fourth out of five, as you do in the Copper America. Venezuela's um, easy, easy next round match yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Against Argentina, <laughs> he won four out of four. Yeah, what could go wrong? But Casado, ten minutes in, came off with a knee injury. By all accounts, went back on again. Came back on again. Yeah, tried to run it off, as you do. Quickly folded over, came back off. Um, it, felt was, a bit, it felt from the sound of it a bit like the Black Knight from Monty Python you know kept losing limbs and they're like <laughs> come on, I'll then. take you on anyway you know, you know it's like, on, it I'm felt like scared. one of those things from what I saw that should never have gone back on again yeah. and it Russell do you mind if there's smoke outside no that's fine let people smoke that's fine the people may smoke around us in the next few minutes but there we go I don't think you can Please hear it. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, no, no worries. No, I see you eating before, like, I don't know, I went downstairs or all 
No, 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 I smoked away. Don't, don't worry about no, it. No, but when, you, when someone's eating, like, I went downstairs. And no, that. fair play on that one, yeah. That's, that's a good move. That's courtesy. That's courtesy, exactly. Elbow nuts. Fist bump. Oh, whatever. Oh. It's an elbow. So it, it, everyone's on the old elbow. It, it, was, it, was, it was elbow to forearm. It, it was, yeah. It was an old four L exchange. Four L, as I say. <laughs> He's been all right. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. We're actually recording a podcast. Are you into the football? Oh, always into football. Have you been watching the game tonight? The England yeah. game? England game, yeah. I was down at uh, the pub tonight before I come here. Oh, we watched it, yeah. And, uh, ah, yeah. oh, mate, it's, uh, we was down Tabbage Road. Have you ever heard of a pub called the George? The George? Yeah, no, uh, no, no, what, 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 not at the George, Tabbage there. Road, on, uh, like, on, like, the corner. I don't oh, know. I think that's probably happened. Have you got Tabbage Road? Like, it's just on the corner? Yeah, I think I do know, yeah. Oh, yeah. right, right. It's like a local place yeah. up, and it's not like this, it's like, it's a bit diving or Suits a job when you want to go mad. Yeah, when, well, when, when you go too well up against Germany. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, but we know we've run in there or whatever. And then there was a few fellas in there, like, we was all over one side, and there's other people over another side, like, we had to book tables or whatever. Yeah. It was good atmosphere. Really good atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, mate, when we scored the first goal, I fucking literally, like, got up, <laughs> I kicked the stall. Like, I, I didn't know why I kicked the stall. I, I was like, turn around, the manager looked at me, he's like, oh, fucking hell, what's the matter with you? I thought I'd got the English fucking score. <laughs> Thank God, do you know what I mean? Well, that Sterling, the, the bastard, do you know what I mean? And at, at one point, we thought, hang on, are we going to win this tournament with Sterling <laughs> being the only person to score? I thought, I thought, I thought, right to him. <laughs> Make some fucking subs, fuck's sake. Mm. They brought on fucking Sancho, excuse my swearing. No yeah. Sancho, the yeah, whole bloody game. Where's he been? The whole tournament. And this mm. geezer, you look at his record, the friendlies before yeah. the Euros, he scored every game. Yeah. Yeah. And in the, am I right or wrong? Yeah. No, I don't, yeah. no, I'm not a great disagree. You're saying 100%. very much similar to what I was saying before the game. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and in the Bundesliga, yeah. you're banging it out in the Bundesliga. Yeah. And he knows the German yeah. league as well, so you can. And he, he yeah. plays yeah. football, he plays direct. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think Sanchez. Well, so, why wouldn't you? People are saying it's a bit like Theo Walcott, isn't it? Yeah. It's like Theo Walcott. They just brought him along for the rise. I, I mean, I, why Southgate played? I mean, as much as we won, I'm really happy. I why you played? Why you played seven defenders from the start, effectively, and kind of like Trippier? Yeah. But fair enough, you. I love Trippier as well. He's a good player. But then the way that they played, they're set up like Walcott, Stones, Maguire, Shaw. Um, who else is it? Rice Phillips, um, Rice Phillips, and Trippier, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. But then I see like seven fuck, fuck that, like have Saka behind that, and then have Sancho yeah. in front of Saka. We've got some amazing attacking players, and we don't seem to. You much, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I thought I thought we actually if we'd attack more would have probably could have won that earlier, and then we had yeah. them today. Like, and then when they brought Grealish on finally. Actually, he changed the game. He and fucking, he, he's he's like brilliant. Play, he's he goes at you. Everyone hates him, doesn't he? He goes at you. But he's yeah. He goes at you, doesn't he? And he plays the game the right way. Wait. Bar the diving. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Casido's knee is coming home. <laughs> yes, we're back, and there's loads of singing going on in the background. We had a massive delay due to an influx of. People. Random people into our lovely podcast balcony terrace. Tom and Danny and uh, yeah, all Chelsea fans. Yeah. There was a West Ham fan. There was all sorts of the people. Chelsea there. fan who'd been to the Amex the last game that we played there yeah, before the, the pandemic. Game. It was at the Palace yeah. game. 
for fuck's sake. Anyway, who would have believed it? She's almost sort of the characters you see when England beat Germany. Exactly. Is what happens when England beat Germany in tournaments. <laughs> Only people who were alive in 1966 before could actually appreciate what happened then. Exactly. But, uh, and have no fear, listeners, because we have kept ourselves lubricated, so yeah. it's not all bad. I was going to say sober. Sober? No, don't be ridiculous. Sober to judge, I am. I think what we I don't know... Piss judge, but you know... <laughs> What we don't know is where we're up to when we got interrupted, but I think we were talking about Caicedo having a knee injury at the copper, and he tried to he run it off. By copper. He, he got kicked back onto the pitch by copper, and um, and then he, he had to come back off again. Yeah. But apparently he was seen jumping up and down, celebrating yeah, with so them who as knows they succeeded in qualifying, one all drawing. Well, that, we don't want to sound like a kind of yeah. like a, judging anyone. I, I wouldn't necessarily say. I think we'll only understand really what's happened maybe when he's away from Copa America because I wouldn't imagine the physios that, in the Ecuador team are necessarily as professional as the ones over here is that kind of a, yeah. a fair assessment yeah. hence they, they kicked him got... back on the pitch in the first yeah. place I'm a bit worried about it I have to say we'll have to see what happens I hope he comes back and he's fine yeah. and Give, like... given we don't know what's happening with Modder's injury as well it's a bit worrying yeah. basically all our midfielders are getting injured yeah so it's almost as soon as see if an Elzarte gets it like going to stand still and not move now because do not sell Sumer, guys, please. Now, speaking of transfers, it's pretty quiet, isn't it? Transfer suggestions. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit, can I, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit concerned that we haven't really, barring Gonzalez, which didn't happen, we haven't really heard a proper rumour for, I mean, a long time. Mm, yeah. I've heard, I've, I've heard more news about Donna rumour from uh, moving from Milan than I have about, than, than about uh, rumours for yeah. Albion. Well, there's a few people we talk about. Um, Paul Onoachu, who who Josh, friend he's of the very show, tall. he's he's a big fan of his. He's very Ni- tall, very tall Nigerian striker, uh, very prolific. Seems a very good fit for the Premier League. Uh, he would be good. Simi, another guy we've been linked with, also Nigerian origin. Owen Vindal is is one I like. AZ Alkmaar and Netherlands. I've not heard of him. Uh, I've heard of him, but I've not heard about this. He's thing. a twenty-one-year-old left back slash left wing back. Um, he's in the uh, he's in the Holland squad. I Where's think. that rumor coming? Yeah, he, well, is, he was. Think, yeah. But uh, it's not a rumor so much as one of my fancy oh, ones. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wouldn't mind. He's in the Jarrah Bowen category, is he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Denzel Donfrey sounds good, but he's more right-sided. Also, yeah. sounds a bit too Scottish. For yeah, me. exactly, and also better than us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, there is that. Too. Speaking of Scottish, maybe we could offer Lacardia in a straight exchange. <laughs> oh God, please do. <laughs> Speaking of Scottish. We've, had, we've set up links with Hibernian and we have subsequently made loan deals to Aberdeen and Hearts. <laughs> yes, I, I, I find it really funny that our team, seemingly our deal with Hibernian is we're going to send our players who Everywhere aren't else. good to every other club and maybe make them kind of infiltrate them and make them less good. It's, it did it, the same, yeah. I find yeah, that very I mean, odd. I mean, Alex Cochran is the latest name. He's going yeah. to Hearts on a season deal. Left back is but both Cochrane and Jenks seem really good deals on paper, and I think they'll be Teddy, be, be Teddy good. Jenks has gone to, yeah, um, to Aberdeen, Aberdeen yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm pleased with them, but I just find it weird that, yeah, that but we've chosen to suddenly start loaning players to Scottish Premier League clubs once we've had a, a link up with Hibs and not sent them to Hibs. It's, <laughs> it does seem a bit odd. It's like maybe the link up with Hibs is we're not going to send any loan players <laughs> yeah. for them. It's quite impressive, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any more. Other news, Albion wise. No, Peter, I mean, have you got any more? The cardio is coming back. Apparently, has come, has come back. <laughs> so you know, great. That's exciting. 
Um, and Donny's not been sold, so maybe he's the answer to our striker problem yeah, for the season. Yeah, possibly. Um, uh, I can't not, remember if we mentioned the Welbeck Prop has gone. Has Welbeck no, we haven't, no. Ah, like, Prop has gone. Is yeah. that, we mentioned Prop has gone first. Though, oh, like. yeah. So Davy Prop has gone back to PSV, yeah. Eindhoven. Which means we've now lost completely the whole words to the song of, uh, you know, kind of like Stevenson's army fielder. He played <laughs> Davy Proper. That's true, yeah, we have. Very we? sad day, you know. Yeah. No, he's a good player. He's I, a good servant. I liked him. I, I am genuinely him. gutted that Proper's gone. Yeah. So I think he was one of my favourite players from Premier League era, and I, and I know he gets a lot of crap on North Stand chat bits like that about how it's only because you know people saying it's only because he looks and he gets like popular and it's and all that and his, his stats aren't that great. But I'm pretty sure that his assist assists, so his second assists, are very very high. He's been involved in a lot of goals and he just doesn't get necessarily the first yeah. assist and, and that process or the goal. Yeah. And yeah, there's an awful lot of North Stand chat that doesn't understand what proper applies to the team, and a fair amount that does as well. And to me, he was a, one of our probably our classiest player in Premier League, and I'm really gutted he's gone. Yeah. It was a, it's a shame he was so injured. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have gone if he'd been, not been so ill or injured last season at various points. So. Yeah, he didn't, didn't get much of a run last year. But I, it was it I was did due love to his double foul though. That it was, was the best to, bit, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it was due to illness and injury. Though. It wasn't necessarily due to like being, you know, he he, hmm. he, he dropped out of the team first because of that. And to me, he still sent you off for it. I'm disappointed that we let him go. Hmm. Especially on a free transfer, apparently. That's oh, really? Yeah, according to the Dutch media, it sounds like it's a free transfer with us possibly getting up to hmm. two million if, if we get a certain deal. The fact I'm not sure about that. Yeah, that's, uh, it sounds like they want to get the wages hmm. off the books, but it's like, it's a, if, hmm. if that's true, we've got a really poor deal because he's a lot to offer still. And I'm, he's only 29, 30, so yeah. So all your North Stand chat you don't rate proper, you're an idiot, basically. Because <laughs> um, you have no idea about football and fuck you. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> it's the beer talking, everybody. Um, no, but yeah, David Proper. Our classiest player in Premier League, in my Danny, Danny Welbeck, people were talking about whether he should get a new deal, whether yeah. he would get a new deal. He has. The interesting thing is, it's a one-year deal. Uh, he seems very happy with the club. There are rumours that two to three other clubs may have offered better deals, possibly Premier League clubs, I don't know who, uh, but he's pumped to stay with us. Yeah. Brilliant. Great news, yeah, I'm really happy. I mean, it, was a, it was a point definitely where I was not sure, if I say 10 games left, I was, I was definitely, a, probably would have said let him go, but that was yeah. at that point because I think he, his injuries were over, over playing his, his, fit, his fitness and his um, yeah. ability to score goals. That changed the last 10 games, he, he stayed fit, he scored five goals whatever until obviously got injured the pronouncement game um, yeah he was fantastic so to me definitely deserved a new deal surprised that we've not offered him a, at least a two year deal probably to be honest yeah given but, we gave Lalana who was definitely not injury prone and I think while I think obviously I do think a big a striker would be a big signing I think if we can keep Lalana and Welbeck fit for two thirds of the season next season we will be fine yeah they're two yeah very, very key players. Yeah. If we don't do anything else and we keep Basuma and White and we keep the same squad, we don't sign anyone, and we can keep Lalana and Welbeck fit for the two thirds of the season each, even if it's not the same two, like, you know, even if it's like a third that's together and a third separate, then I think we'll be okay because those two are yeah. such class players and they made such a difference last Yeah, I mean, once season. he got, came into his own, he was clearly a quality player, wasn't he, Welbeck? Yeah. We already know Lalana is from earlier. If you look at the second half of the season, we came like. 10th or 9th or like that yeah. once, once Sanchez came in once the defence was like kind of sorted itself out with him behind and once we got like Lana and Welbeck a lot big chunk fit for that as well we 
we were comfortably mid-table and I think we'll do okay with that as well. Definitely, yeah. Right, Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so yet another interruption from our friends, Chelsea fans. It's almost like England won a game tonight. <laughs> I think all he sorts beat of, Peru, didn't look like that? Yeah, one. yeah, it's Chelsea fans and all sorts of people, weren't there? West Ham, was it? I can't remember, I'm not sure. Yeah, the Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough fan, who was at the game, interesting. Yeah, anyway, but didn't he want to talk about uh, Ramirez's his shin pads? No, he didn't, did he? Funnily enough, yeah. Nice. Cheers, oh, cheers, nice. cheers. Have a good one, yeah. That's, that's the cook just saying goodbye. Pepe, he's Sicilian. He is the cook at the Gladstone. An Italian twist on the food that we, we now know. Not to be confused from, with the uh, yeah, footballer so, who is so the Exactly, nothing to do with that. So we're talking like the, uh, the Indian food in this pub, the chicken tikka pies, they are cooked by a Sicilian. And he puts an Italian twist on, well, a Sicilian twist on the food. And what a top guy. I've chatted to him earlier. Absolutely top fella, Pepe. Love him. Anyway, digression. So we, I think we were talking about Danny Welbeck before we yeah, last we got interrupted. Oh, the joys of recording at the Chelsea pub. fan thought that we were we were talking about Kane and we, and then didn't think that Welbeck was worth hundred yeah, million pounds. Yeah. And uh, apparently that's not a thing. So. Yeah, that's right. So, but the actual guy we were talking about, Welbeck, uh, several clubs apparently offered deals, possibly two-year deals. He's plumped for a one-year deal with the Albion. Apparently he's bonded with the players, with the staff, with the area. He, I mean, it shows it's about, I suppose, about potential opportunities to play yeah. maybe as a thing as well, though, isn't it? Versus if, other clubs. If I'm honest, I thought he probably was going. I thought, mm. I, I kind of thought the fact that he hadn't been done pretty quickly, mm. uh, you know, suggested he was looking elsewhere and he'd probably get a better deal elsewhere. Because uh, basically other clubs have got more money than we have and are, and are willing to spend more money than we are because we're well run and frankly a lot of clubs aren't hmm. so I think we've probably come to the right conclusion I think a year is probably about right given two years might have been about might have been better for us but then he might well have another injury hit season it's probably his best season in a long time last year yeah. and he only got six goals in the end so hmm. for all the fact that for all the um, thank you Cheers. For all the fact that, um, you know, kind of, we all criticised Mope, Welbeck's best season last year was six goals when he'd never scored that many for quite a while, since at Man U, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Or, or I won the last one. So, yeah, I think that we'll, um, yeah, I think that it's the right amount for us, but if he can, ca- he and, as I said it before, we, went in, we got interrupted. If he and Alana can stay fit for the sort of length of time that, you know, more for the season than we had this season, uh, that will be a huge bonus, so. Ooh, oh, well, as we're talking, it looks like a minute into the into stoppage time, in extra time, in the Sweden-Ukraine so no game, drama. Ukraine have scored. <laughs> I haven't known, no, sorry, mate. Ukraine has scored. 2-1. So Do- Dovbik is all who his name is. He's done a Virgo. He's done a Virgo. He scored in last in it. He's done a Virgo. Dovbik. He's done a Virgo. I'm sure he doesn't know that. But well, there we go. So um, so England will be playing Ukraine, which are very much pleased last week's guest Lawrence, who was uh, in- is English but also has Ukrainian <laughs> yeah, family. Oh yeah, your mate. You're, yeah. So it will be. Uh, 
We'll have to and, go and we'll bemoan the fact that, that Ukraine were going out last week and now uh, suddenly they're <laughs> facing England in the quarterfinals. So, uh, <laughs> bloody hell. But no, as you were saying though, uh, what were we talking about? Well, mate, weren't we? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm pleased, I'm slightly surprised he'd be out for a one year deal. But I'm pleased, I think it is actually the best fit. But, you know, you could easily have gone for a two year deal. Longevity. Or more money insurance. as well, which I'm sure he's offered elsewhere. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pleased. But I wonder if he's got the money and he wants to actually score some goals. And, you know, because he looked really happy when he played for Albion last year. And I'm, I'm hoping towards the end of the season he got fit and they got him sorted. And hopefully that means that maybe we do get two or three good years. You know, if he, he gets a new deal half of the season, he gets two or three good years out of him and actually make a real difference to his career. And, yeah. you know, whereas it actually looked like it was, you know, without wanting to use my own name, petering out. Uh, oh wow! Nice. He, uh, he, it actually becomes, you know, he comes scores some has, has some quite good bone Premier League for us and helps us become a mid-table team. Yeah. I still think we need at least one player for the front three, if not two. Ideally, two, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? You know, but at least if Welbeck's there, it keeps us at the end of the season. And I don't think, for, unlike a lot of people, I don't think Mopé's finished. I think he's got 18 goals in two seasons. The, the stats on who scored 15 goals in one Premier League season that people didn't go for are it's about eight players I think last season that got 15 goals or more. So the fact is we're not going for players who have got 15 goals or more in a Premier League season. We're going for players who might get that or could get that or a Vardy or uh, you know someone like that or trying to bring through an equivalent of Calvert Lewin. You know that's that, that's what we're going for. We're not trying to bring in players who are going to get who have got 15 goals early because unless that was like 10 years ago we're not going to do it. Yeah, true. Well, going to the dying seconds in that Sweden-Ukraine game, it's still 2-1 to Ukraine. Assuming that's the way it turns out, or regardless of how that turns out, to be honest, we've got to fancy our chances, haven't we? Going back to the US. I mean, I think either way, we've got to, we should got to fancy chances, game. but we we'll be, be favourites, but that's when that doesn't we're mean anything in football Weakest moment, isn't it? Switzerland were, were, were out, rank outsiders last night and won... You know, Croatia were big outside against Spain. And I took fancy us to win this, the, the quarters, whoever it is. But I am worried about the semis. Assuming it's Denmark, which it probably will be, I'll be worried about well, we, it. Our okay. Danish friend just told me we don't worry about the Swedes, so, but then they're out anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Random Danish guy that was drunkenly coming into the, uh, into the pub. Um, I think Denmark could be tricky in the semi-finals. Uh, if we get past them, who knows? Because you're going to have people petering away at each other. You've got uh, Spain, you've got... Uh, no, you've got, sorry, you've got Italy and Belgium playing each other. How many? Yeah. Italy, I think... Italy are and Belgium or, Be- or Spain and Switzerland. Yeah. I think the winner is... Well, if we were to get to the final, it's a long way, it's a big year. I think we play winner of Italy-Belgium. I think it's particularly a big commitment. Um, but yeah. that would yeah. be... Uh, and... Yeah, we saw obviously Belgium. We played twice with our reserves in the uh, in the World Cup and lost both times. But yeah, exactly. We did play reserves both times. But do you really want to play a team with De Bruyne, Lukaku, uh, Azard, Trossard? <laughs> Trossard, of course, quality player. Yeah, probably not. Ukraine have been. What would confirmed. happen if Trossard came on the sub and beat England? Oh, can you imagine it? Well, we don't have to worry about that for now. 
What we do need to worry about is Ukraine. They have been confirmed as we speak. 2 1 win. So Saturday at 8 pm. Is that right? Saturday at 8 pm. England, Ukraine. England will be playing Ukraine. Ukraine. And I, I fancy us to win that. I, I, think I would we're hope get we to would. The final. On, in terms of in, individuals, we are favourites. It doesn't work like that, though. As yeah, we've seen exactly. this week, Eng- England. England need to go for it more than that, I think, today. Yeah. We can't sit back and play the seven defence we did. I want to see Mount back in from the start in a 4-3-3. I want to see Greenish in from the yeah. start. Yeah. And I want, to, I, I want to see us give it a go, like we did against Croatia in the first half, say. Yeah. Not sit back and hope that, you know, it, and then wait for substitutions like we did today. Because Ukraine will do the same and it will be like a, a bit of a attritional affair. And the longer it goes on, the more Ukraine will fancy their chances. Yeah, true, true. Let's, let's hope for the best. Let's hope there's some good news on the Albion front as well. We'll sign off in the usual way. Stand or fall. Up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply